from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. By George, you found us. Hi, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the WIA National News. This edition for week commencing July 28, 2013. As many VK2 listeners would be aware, there has been an ongoing and prolonged search in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney for a missing person from the Fairmont Resort near Lara. The search has been reported as one of the largest searches undertaken by New South Wales Police and Wyson have been providing communication support for the BWRS who are being tasked into the difficult-to-access areas within the search area. Wyson has contributed well over 250 hours of operational time. Writing on WIA front page news, that's wia.org.au, Alan Shannon, VK4SN, pens an item on the upcoming August 17-18 RD contest. He asks we remember the new start and finish times, these being 0300 Zulu or 1pm Eastern States time. Also, about nominating a team to participate as last year teams were very successful. Also writing on WIA front page news, our president... So it's across to Phil in the Oblong office. Hello, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD. I have an important message for all amateurs, and particularly for those amateurs taking part in the current high-power trial. As part of the evaluation of the high-power trial over the last year, the ACMA has been auditing the applications of amateur licensees taking part and checking their compliance with the EMR regulations. The ACMA's intention from the audit is to gauge radio amateurs' level of understanding and compliance with the EMR exposure requirements. The results of this audit will influence ACMA's decision about adopting a permanent 1 kilowatt limit on the HF bands. The requirements of EMR compliance are complex, and the audit found that a number of stations that believe they were operating under a level 1 low risk category should have, in fact, been classed as Level 2 medium risk. Many of these licensees use the EMR calculator on the WIA website, and upon investigation, it was found there was a discrepancy between the requirements of the amateur LCD and the output of the EMR calculator, especially with respect to antenna accessibility. This discrepancy appears to have arisen from differences between the Panzer standard on which the EMR calculator's results are based, and the exposure compliance requirements in the amateur LCD, which are determined by a simplified set of station conditions, rather than actual exposure levels. Doug VK3UM has now updated his calculator to reflect the ACMA's requirements, and amateurs who hold a high-power license variation should now redetermine their station compliance with respect to EMR. However, there is a larger issue here. Since 2003, the ACMA has required all transmitting stations to assess the EMR status of their station. All amateur licensees, no matter what power they are running, are required to determine the EMR compliance level of their station and keep supporting information in their station file for inspection by an ACMA representative. Checking the EMR compliance level of your station is very important but is easy to do. Information on how to perform the EMR compliance check along with the EMR calculator is in the technical reference section of the WIA website 
accessible under the For Members drop-down menu. So, please check your EMR compliance. It's easy and most stations should find that they comply with the regulations without having to make any station modifications. Once again, go to the WIA website under the For Members drop-down menu in the Technical Reference section. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA. Across Australia from a VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Aubrey-Wodonga area, it can be heard on both Echolink nodes 1262 on 147.525 and node 264395 on 146.450 at 7pm every Sunday evening. With callbacks following, please drop in. I'm John VK, a 3HJQ at Talangata. Around VK we go, and to VK3 where a change of name has been given for the Midland Amateur Radio Club. The Midland Amateur Radio Club in Bendigo is excited to announce a name change. The club will now be known as Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club. Members felt the new name would better reflect the location of the club and in the ever-changing landscape of technologies, keep electronics relevant to amateur radio. Meetings are held the third Friday of each month at the first Bendigo Scout Hall. That's in Vine Street at 7.30pm and visitors are most welcome. For more information about the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, contact the Secretary, Ray Tampion, Victor Kilo 3, Yankee Alpha Romeo. Bogong High Plains Adventure and this year's winter trip will run next weekend, the 5th to 9th of August. After worryingly warm weather in VK3, a strong cold front has come through with decent snowfalls across the Alpine region. This is great news for the team gearing up for their annual backcountry ski trip. The group will be led by VK3 Golf Tango, VK3 Foxtrot Mike Alpha Whiskey and VK3 Sierra November up onto mountain plateaus which sit well over 1,800 metres above sea level. Using ultra-light, solar-powered gear, these backcountry skiers will be active on 40 metres each afternoon and 80 metres every evening. Other HF bands will be activated according to conditions and northeastern Victorian 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters will also be worked during each day. Share in the adventure by listening out for the group as they operate QRP from huts, tents and igloos on the wintry roof of Victoria. From the snowfields to the tropics, and this weekend as the news goes to air, some radio amateurs in the Townsville region have donned radio backpacks and have put to sea to provide communication support for the 59th Magnetic Island to Townsville swim. Felix, a little later in the bulletin, will have news of another event in southeast Queensland, this one. Today it's going to be something quite mad. It's one we found on Facebook. Also from Facebook, a shout going out to a listener in Carondale, David Victor Kilo 4, Bravo Golf Bravo. Sunday the 11th of August is going to be a great day in the northern rivers of VK2 with the annual Summerland Amateur Radio Club's Sark Fest, starting at 9am. All the regular items will be there for sale, along with educational and historic communication displays from our members. Our local Federal Member of Parliament, Janelle Safin, will be opening the festival between 1 and 2pm. So come along for a great day at Sarkfest 2013, August the 11th, at the Sark Club Rooms, 414 Richmond Hill Road, Richmond Hill. This is Frank, VK2FRNK. The annual amateur radio get-together in VK6 is weeks away. Phil, VK6IP, sends in this report. 
On the 4th of August, the NCRG will present the annual Hamfest. This year, the NCRG will showcase what's new in ICOM's lineup. Be prepared to discuss your requirements in that new rig. Digital radio is now starting to appear. You may be unsure of what's on offer, but you'll be able to discuss the exciting spread of opportunities being rolled out to the ham fraternity. Digital radio is definitely the next progression for crystal clear reception on the HF band. CR demonstration of software-defined radio. SDR will enable most amateurs to economically experience a totally new form of HF spectrum. The NCRG will gauge your reaction to many technical presentations, so please be sure to have your say. These demonstrations were successfully utilised at the WIA conference this year. They seem to have been enthusiastically acclaimed by attendees, and the NCRG may present them to interested hams at the next Hamfest. Do you know how the weekly news broadcast is assembled? The VKA6 WIA news team will be on hand to demonstrate their expertise this year at Hamfest. Now is your chance to meet the guys and discuss how you can contribute. What better way to ensure that your viewpoint or idea is presented? We all know that amateurs are at the forefront of technological innovation. Here's your opportunity to make your mark. Do you have an idea for Hamfest? The NCRG welcomes your input. Is there something or somebody that you would like us to include? Please see the President or Secretary near the raffle stall at this year's Hamfest. The Cyril Jackson Community Centre in Bassendine is the place to be. August 4. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. SARL to exhibit at ESCOM Expo for Young Scientists. The South African Radio League will exhibit at the ESCOM Expo for Young Scientists to be held in Boxburg from the 25th to 28th of September 2013. The exhibit will include a HF and VHF station. The SARL is calling on young radio amateurs to man the exhibit and operate the radio station sharing with their peers the exciting world of amateur radio. The ESCOM Expo for Young Scientists has been running for over 30 years and has established itself as the premier exposition for South African youth to demonstrate their innovation in the fields of science and technology. Homebrew. An unconfirmed posting from Palm Beach in the USA says that that city's analogue police radio system is in such a state of disrepair that technicians have resorted to seeking replacement parts on eBay. Ed VK2JI-G8GLM has provided a number of interviews that he did for ICQ Podcast, a fortnightly UK-based internet radio show that covers all things amateur radio. To hear all the interviews Ed did, just Google for ICQ Podcast. However, right now on WIA National News, it is with Tim Ellen, Victor Echo 6 Sierra Hotel, President of the IARU, about what the IARU is currently doing and how we, as radio amateurs, can support their work. Hi, I'm now here with uh, Tim VE6 Sugar Henry, who is the President of the IARU. And they've got a stall here at uh, the Friedrichshafen Hamvention as well. So, hi Tim. Hi, how are you? Um, not so bad. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about what the IARU is doing currently and if there's any areas where, particularly in this year, 2013, that the, you need more support or you're bringing more support to the amateur uh, radio uh, world, if you like. Sure. Um, well, the International Amateur Radio Union was founded in 1925 in Paris, and we represent about 160 uh, member societies. Uh, around the world, both internationally and nationally. Uh, what we're focused on right now at the moment is uh, preparations for WRC 15, the next World Radio Conference. 
And there's really two agenda items that we're focusing on. One is for a possible new allocation, uh, uh, international allocation of 5 megahertz. And the other is uh, dealing with automotive radar, which is threatening some of the upper uh, end of the spectrum. So uh, on behalf of all amateurs, all and the member societies, we are uh, attending a number of meetings at ITU and various regional telecommunications organizations to address those issues. Okay, thanks. Yes, I know the, the one about the uh, 5 megahertz allocation worldwide would, would interest a lot of our uh, Australian listeners because, of course, we don't have that band as yet. And uh, in some other countries, I believe it's channelized and they're not necessarily all the same, etc., um, or am I wrong in that? Are the channels that are using the ones that have it actually now compatible? No, not 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 everywhere. Uh, we we have prepared for uh, our studies uh, a table which shows which uh, countries have have done channelized allocations, and some of them line up and some of them don't. Of course, what we're looking for is a international allocation, which all amateurs could then use. And and it's frustrating for amateurs because in some countries you you do have access on a channelized basis, and other countries you do not. So that, that is what we're focusing on. This was a, a proposal made by uh, Cuba in 2012 uh, for an allocation, and that's what we're debating. It is uh, hotly contested. Uh, most of the administrations do not support this activity. So what we ask our member societies to do is to liaise with their national administrations, explain the importance of why we need an allocation of 5 megahertz. Typically, it's a good frequency in between 80 and 40 meters uh, for emergency communications, for example, and it also covers a gap in the in the spectrum uh, at the lower end of uh, frequencies. Later in this newscast, it will return with interviews from Bill Main, VK4 Zulu Delta, international president of Rotarians of Amateur Rodeo, and his wife Diane, VK4 Kilo Yankee Lima, also an interview with Andy, MM0 Fox Mike Fox, about summits on the air. SGARN HF Multicast Network. SGARN, the second generation amateur radio network, is looking for amateurs who will participate in a global HF multicast bulletin network. At this time, activity is on 30 metres, but other bands will see SGARN activity as the system grows. Radio isn't dead. Radio is here to stay, and the proof is here in the form of Insta Radio. It's a new app that allows users to create, distribute, and share audio with people around the world. Kevin Kilman, CEO and co-founder of the online application, is hoping Insta Radio will eventually become what video is to YouTube. In other words, it will become the premier way to share audio online. Streaming music playlists, broadcasts and events can all be done with the push of a button. It's a PA system, not just a radio, with one button that streams live radio and other stuff that can be heard on any tablet, computer or phone, says Insta Radio. Since the company's preliminary launch last month, the free, yep, you heard right, free app has been downloaded more than 13,000 times. Here comes the sun, there goes the sun. While the sun is currently at the projected peak of its 11-year solar cycle, our home star has been relatively quiet in the area of sunspots and their effect on radio propagation here on planet Earth. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, takes a look at what scientists believe is happening. Researchers say that this year's solar maximum is shaping up to be the weakest in some 100 years, and the next one could be even quieter. This according to scientists who study the solar cycle as it affects our home planet. One of these is David Hathaway of NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama. 
In an early July teleconference, Hathaway told reporters that we are witnessing the smallest solar maximum we have seen in the space age. Also, that the next one, cycle 25, could be even quieter. For Amateur Radio Newsline, Norm Seeley, KI7UP, where the sun is keeping a rather warm Scottsdale, Arizona. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Banana Shire region, it can be heard on VK4 RCQ 2 meter repeater on 147 megahertz every Sunday morning at 9am. From the Banana Shire Repeater Association, I'm Brandon, VK4 FABB. We set your pen to vibrate. The New Indian Express has reported on the invention of a new pen which will vibrate if it senses that the writer is making a spelling mistake or his or her handwriting is messy. The brainchild of two German entrepreneurs, Lernstift, which means learning pen in German, is a regular pen with real ink, but it has a special motion sensor inside and a small battery-operated Linux computer with a Wi-Fi chip, which allows the pen to recognize specific movements, letter shapes, and a wide assortment of words. It vibrates if the user is not careful with letters or writes inelegantly. Arguably, it will be able to correct those whose dependence on spell checks and typing has played havoc with their spelling and handwriting. But it is doubtful how many of we adults use a pen these days, even a fancy one that vibrates. I'm Col, VK3LED. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational news on Felix VK for a few Q Dateline 2013. IOTA contest on this weekend. The annual Islands on the Air contest is taking place now 27 and 28 July. The most sought after multipliers are those assigned to offshore islands. This year a special RSGB centenary commemorative certificate is available. Everyone who enters and submits a log of contest QSOs will be eligible. To qualify, simply make 100 QSOs along with 20 multipliers and send your login. It is recommended that you make more than 100 QSOs and 20 multipliers to allow for any errors. Remembrance Day Contest August 17th and 18th. Alara Contest August 24 and 25. IWLW registrations running hot. With just over 100 registrations to go, the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend held on August 17 and 18. It may very well prove to break existing record numbers. There are several seafaring nations in most regions yet to join the growing list of online registrations, already close to 370 from 36 countries. Germany remains on top, followed by Australia, the USA, England, Argentina, Netherlands, Malaysia, Sweden, Canada, Scotland, Ireland and South Africa. Organisers expect a flood of registrations in the coming three weeks for the annual fun event that publicises both the old seagoing navigation methods and portable amateur radio. Among them is an obsolete signalling device, the Time Ball at Williamstown VK3WI, to enjoy its 10th activation this year. It challenges other Time Balls throughout the world to join it. Some locations have more than one registration, while others choose to activate for a few hours only. Both of these options are most welcome. It's simple to register a lighthouse, lightship or maritime beacon online by visiting the website iwlw.net. 
Get Mad, VK4 Microwave Activity Day. Scott Watson, VK4CZ, with a posting on his Facebook page, gave us the tip off that today, Sunday, July 28, is VK4 Microwave Activity Day, MAD. With an increasing number of stations operating portable from majestic hilltops all over the southeast corner of VK4, and hopefully including one day stations from further afield. Details of the main station proposed locations and bands activated can be found on the VK Logger forum thread. But to read this you must have signed up to the Logger web thread. Liaison will be on the Brisbane VHF Group 147.000 MHz repeater from around 0900 hours AM as stations make their way to the various sites and operations commence at 10am on 1.2GHz and then progress through to 24GHz. Good luck to all those participating. Looking forward to working as many as possible. Special event station PA1813A celebrates the liberation of Arnhem. On the air, special event station PA1813A through August 13th celebrating the twice-liberated city Arnhem, Holland. Arnhem is a city and municipality located in the eastern section of that nation. It is well known that Arnhem was freed back at the end of World War II in 1945, but it was liberated once before in 1813 from the French. Hence the PA1813A call for this operation, which will be mostly using CW with some SSB and digital modes. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Shepparton and surrounding districts, it can be heard on 146.650 2-metre repeater VK3RGV at 7.30pm Sunday nights. I'm Kane, VK3HKH. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. K7AGE posts a video of WLW's 500,000 watt 1930s transmitter. The system used 20 100,000 watt tubes at $1,600 each, that's back in 1932, and they required water cooling that was used a, a cooling pond located outside the station. Now, tons and tons of hardware was required to achieve the 10 dB gain. Enjoy the tour of the facility and the history of this high-power station. Just look on YouTube or Google K7AGEWLW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. UQ1 with Amateur Radio Transponder may launch in October. BBC News is reporting that UK Space Agency's first CubeSat, UQ1, being built by Clyde Space in Glasgow, may launch in late October 2013. Clyde Space Senior Systems Engineer Stephen Greenland gave a presentation on UQ1 to the AMSAT UK International Space Colloquium, which took place last weekend. Worldwide Special Interest Group's RAW, Rotarians of Amateur Radio. Ed VK2JI continues with an ICQ podcast interview with Bill Main, VK4ZD, International President of Rotarians of Amateur Radio, commonly known as RAW, and his wife Diane, VK4KYL, covering the success that they had in the preceding week at the International Rotary Conference in Lisbon, Portugal. 
Well, at, uh, each year, uh, Rotary International has a, uh, uh, an international conference, and this year it was in Lisbon. Um, one of the things that the Rotarians of Amateur Radio has done each year is to activate a station from the conference. And uh, this year we had the cooperation of REP, which is the, the Portuguese Amateur Society, and uh, they provided a station for us, which we operated remote controlled from the convention. Uh, it was excellent. They did a brilliant job uh, for us. Um, I think, including their efforts, uh, total contacts that are, would be approaching about a thousand over those four days. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We we were able to showcase amateur radio to all of the twenty-five odd thousand Rotarians that were coming through the convention. Uh, and got a lot of interest, a huge amount of interest, and it's amazing how many existing Rotarians are also ham radio operators. Okay, now I'm going to switch over to Diane now, because you just told me about uh, a situation where amateur radio was working, but the internet was not. So again, we've got a situation, don't rely on current technologies when you've got something more reliable in amateur radio. Diane, tell us what happened. Well, we were, as Bill said, we were remote controlling the radio station, and there was a major splice of a, uh, a slice or cut, whatever you'd like to call it, of the fibre optic cable. And so we actually lost communication or effective communication via internet to the radio station we were controlling. But one of the other interesting things that happened was that we had um, a Russian ham and Rotarian who spoke not a skerrick of English, knew what we were, pointed to the radio and sort of basically said, can I? And we said, yes, there's the call sign. He got on and he worked a Russian pile-up in Russian talking about um, our fellowship and what Rotary does. The other really interesting thing is that Rotary's got a disaster group starting and they've got two of our members, uh, two of the fellowship members are actually on that disaster management committee so that Rotary is now taking a lot of notice of amateur radio as a form of communication during disasters. So it's been amazing. VK2JI slash G8GLM continues with an interview with Andy MM0FMF about the current status of SOTA, that's Summer to the Air. This is from the interviews that he did for the ICQ podcast. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of Australia, I'd like to uh, thank you for the speed at which we managed to qualify, in other words, make valid for uh, putting activations out for the uh, VK9 uh, Australian External Territories area that was done in May. And I think that was actually uh, certified in, in a record time so that we uh, had a de-expedition out on Norfolk Island so that it could actually activate the summits, and that went very well. So thank you very much for... Uh, I know you put extra effort in there to get that through on time for us. Well, yes, but it seems such a good idea if we could try and expedite that. If there was a de-expedition going, it meant that we could have something that to everyone in the UK, VK9 is, is suitably exotic. Islands in the Pacific doesn't get better DX than that kind. And to be able to then have probably working QRP stations on top of a summit on an island in the Pacific is about as much fun as you can get. So uh, we did try and like see if we could get that one through as quick as possible. And it wasn't very big. I think there's only six or seven summits. But uh, even so, there's still a lot of um, a lot of admin to do to make sure we've got everything in the right place and uh, and that it works. So yeah, it was good fun getting that going. Again, to hear all of the interviews, it did just Google. ICQ podcast, ICQ P O D C A S T. 
Rewind. Hi, this is Dick Smith, VK2DIK, and good morning to all the listeners of the VK1WIA broadcast. Rewind, a look back at history. It was 30 years ago when aviator and entrepreneur Dick Smith, VK2DIK, made the first solo helicopter flight around the world. The journey, which ended on July the 22nd, 1983, was the subject of an unforgettable WIA centenary barbecue speech given by Dick at his Bowie Wire Flying Club, a privately owned aviation museum at Gunnaroo, north of Canberra. He highlighted the dangers of the Japan to Alaska leg that included the finding and landing on a container ship to refuel. The crew from four army helicopters who took refuge from the inclement weather were among the spellbound audience. It was amateur radio that assisted him to circumnavigate the globe and on other aviation occasions, including his famous balloon flight in February 2000, where he made contact with ground stations. The night before, at a WIA centenary dinner in Canberra, he explained how the early exposure to radio had a lasting impact, helping him achieve business and other successes. The lifetime exploits and achievements of Dick, VK2DIK, are even more widely known to us we hams, thanks to him being the WIA patron for our centenary. Well, another action-packed episode of WIA National News has come to a close. Over the years, it's been great bringing WIA National News to you. We would ask that you continue to send national news at wia.org.au, your input, so the news that interests you, which no doubt will interest other ham radio operators, will continue to be heard. And this week it was great also to be able to hear direct from some of the clubs around VK that are bringing ham fests to the areas, to your areas. So to all our contributors, and especially to you, our listeners, thanks for listening. Bye for now. We've reported, you decide. 